The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com. What do you worry about the most in 2024? Yeah, I mean, I must say 2024 is starting off from a banking perspective quite well. I mean, we know all the problems in the world and we are always concerned how those are going to affect the, the operating results of, of our bank or, or others or our customers. So far, so good. <clears throat> I think the, the economy is in a, in a reasonably good place. Of course, the, the, the tensions that are carrying over from last year are still there. Uh, obviously, the war in the Middle East is, is a big preoccupation and uh, concerns that that will spread, uh, although it seems manageable so far from, a, from an, an economic perspective, yes. obviously, uh, perhaps not from a humanitarian perspective. And um, likewise, uh, conflict in, in Europe and uh, likewise, the, the geopolitical tension. So, But these are, I won't say we're used to these things, but they've been around for a while. Uh, it, would, it would appear that no one has an interest in, in taking you know, very substantial specific conflicts and turning them into... Mm-hmm major global operations. Uh, you know, and I, I hope I'm not wrong on that. Yeah, it, we, we were expecting, I guess, the economy to really suffer more than, than expect in 2023. Yeah. Do, does that skew? Markets thinking on how resilience 2024 is going to be. I think there's a risk of, of some complacency building in that, that because we haven't had a big interest rate related uh, correction in economic no. activity so far that we're out of the woods. Uh, but obviously the signs are encouraging, and I, I think the there's no doubt that in order to to complete the fight against inflation, we're going to have to have some slowing economic activity, and in particular, we're going to have to have a, a slightly less robust jobs market, in particular in the U.S. That is very robust right now. Uh, but things are going the right direction. Yep. Uh, when I, I, I look at you know, China with their, their GDP figures yesterday, yep. in line with, with expectations, I think China's going through a very major transition in their economy from, from old economy to new economy and dealing with the, 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 the aftermath of, of the geopolitical tensions and uh, tariffs and, and restrictions and things of that nature. And China plus one, we, we know the story. <clears throat> uh, and I think in, against that backdrop, China's actually doing quite well. Uh, yeah. The new economy sectors are booming. Yep. And the old economy sectors are really struggling, led by property. Yep. So I, I look at that that whole equation and say, there's plenty to be optimistic about in 2024. Yep. But, so what do you do with, with property in China? Again, it's unclear how you know, the, the authorities will, will deal with it, what what kind of leeway they have or appetite they, they have yep. for letting some steam out. I mean, for us, it's a relatively small problem. We, we've taken some losses over the past three years. They, our credit losses overall uh, are, are very small. The bulk of them have come out of, out of China. Uh, so it, it's not a huge preoccupation. Yep. I think the uh, the Chinese authorities have stabilized the property market, but it hasn't corrected, and it hasn't fully uh, the prices haven't cleared, right? The market hasn't cleared. So uh, I think we'll see some ongoing uh, support measures to just let the market equilibrate. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's just one part of the the, the old economy in, in China, the, 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 right. the historic drivers of GDP growth that are uh, are in reverse, and some other elements of, of the really heavy manufacturing uh, mm-hmm. sectors. Uh, and some other uh, more commoditized manufacturing are, are, are moving out, either through the China plus one or cost competitiveness. Uh, and I think the, the, the result of that is, is uh, China has to focus on growth in the areas where 
the growth opportunities are there for them, and they are. They are. But, but so, so if you look at 2024 and beyond, what do you do with, with India, for example, from, from an economic perspective? In India, we invest heavily. Uh, in India, is a, it's, a, it's a fabulous growth story for years to come. No. Uh, you know, the economy is quite a bit smaller than China, but they're determined to catch up. And over a period of time, I think they can. What time frame? Uh, is well, it I th- I mean, to say? The, the Chinese economy and GDP per capita in China is one quarter of sorry, in India is one quarter of China. So you know, a long way to go. Uh, but if, you know, if China closed the gap to you know, big chunks of the, of the middle income world over a 20 year period, I think that's a reasonable aspiration for India as well. Uh, and they're well on that track. If they can, they can consistently generate 7, 8% growth, yeah. which they should be able to. Talk to me about the Fed. So, so you know, the market is definitely pricing in a lot of cuts. Yeah. Um, from the Fed, I don't know what that means for your trading floor. Are they ready? Like, this is, we could see a lot of volatility. We could. Uh, all the markets have been quite well behaved. I, I think the Fed has done a good job of, of forecasting and, and, and indicating yeah. for guidance uh, their intentions. I think the market might be a little bit ahead of itself in terms of, of rate cuts this year. Uh, I, I, I have no doubt that we'll get to rate cuts at some point. I suspect it'll be a little bit later in the year. So we have this debate within Standard Charter at all the time. And uh, you know, we're, we're, we're positioned in terms of our, our from a treasury perspective, we're, we're partially hedged, but you know, we're, we're okay uh, yeah. uh, sitting tight for a little bit uh, on the rest. And Where do you uh, think treasuries are headed? You know, we've seen a big correction in treasuries, right? With 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 ten years uh, dropping almost 100 basis points, uh, that's a big that's a big move down. Uh, if we if we think that the stable you know long term risk free rate, the short term rate, is going to be something like two and a half or three percent, then treasuries should settle somewhere around where they are, right? somewhere around four percent, uh, which I think is, is 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 probably pretty healthy for the economy as well. Yeah, when you look at trading, I don't know whether you're you're starting to now try and calculate what um, you know, tr- Trump in the White House means. For- for policy, for markets, for trade? It's, it's very hard to know. Right? And uh, you, we know that the, the deficit ballooned under Trump pre-COVID. Obviously, it ballooned during COVID, uh, but that didn't balloon any less uh, under, the, under the Biden administration. So uh, where we go from here, I mean, there's very little sign of fiscal discipline from either party right now. Uh, which is, I think, concerning. As, as, but reality finds ways of biting. Well, what does that mean? Like a, a treasury auction that doesn't work? I mean, oh, it, could it, it be it, really it, ugly? It, uh, like- I mean, it could be. I, I think it's, it's, it's much more likely that uh, you just get a, a little bit of a, of a buyer's boycott and you see treasury yields that are not behaving consistent with the way the Fed would like short-term rates to play yeah. out. And um, yeah, a failed auction would certainly be a message, uh, but I think that would most likely be... Is that be, possible in the, in the short it term? It is, but I think it's much more likely to be to, attributed to technical features of the Treasury market. And of course, I mean, you've, you've spoken with a number of, of my counterparts at the U.S. banks who are very concerned about the capital rules uh, that are coming in place and the, the degree to which it hits the trading books, which would have the effect of withdrawing yep. capital from that market, which is already pretty stressed. So uh, I think that's it's much more likely to be a technical thing than a, right. a, a fiscal thing. I mean, are, are we so sure? We talk so much about what you know Trump in the White House means. Or do we know or do you understand like what policies a, a second-time Biden administration puts in place? Well, I, I would think a second-time Biden administration would find some, some fiscal, fiscal rectitude. Okay. Uh, I, I think they were they, they inherited a, an economy that was coming out of COVID and uh, and made sure that, that things, mm-hmm. the pump stayed prime, as it were. I mean, we had a you know, significant cost of living crisis uh, at the time for all the reasons we understand. Uh, so I, I think that the Biden administration, led by the, the Secretary of the Treasury on the, on the yeah. economy side and the Fed, 
are very orthodox, uh, and you know, no one, no country can run the kind of budget deficits that the U.S. is indefinitely. So, and I, I think they're very orthodox, and yeah. I think they would take a conventionally orthodox approach. Uh, probably not going to hear much about that before the election, uh, but that's yeah. that's politics. Um, Bill, HSBC also has Zing, which is basically trying to rival Revolut and Wise. Yeah. I mean, do some of the big banks really have a chance of going after these fintech companies? Oh, I, I mean, absolutely. We, we, we've set up uh, you know, a dozen digital banks around the world now. We've got cross-border payment platforms. Uh, we, we are, the, the, dare I say it, there's really nothing that you could do on Revolut or Wise that you can't do on a, on a standard charter or many other bank yeah. mobile apps. So why uh, are we not? We are. We are. I mean, our, our business, I think uh, last year, we uh, completed 82% of our transactions were straight through no human contact. It's, I don't know if it's the highest in the banking industry, but it's, it's, it's a very high percentage. We may be the only bank that actually discloses that figure, uh, so it's a little bit hard to know. But um, no, we, I mean, we've, we've learned from these guys. I mean, when we set up our digital bank in Hong Kong four years ago, uh, we looked at the best in class of digital banks around the world, uh, including... Which is? Who's best in class? Well, we looked at I mean, people like N26. I mean, Revolut is very good. Uh, the... Uh, we looked at the digital offerings in existing banks. We benchmarked ourselves against those, and we came up with something that we think is best in class. Uh, we're so happy with it that we rolled out the same <coughs> tech stack in Singapore. Uh, we've gotten almost 15% of the, of the bankable population in Singapore has opened an account with our digital bank in Singapore. It's called Trust Bank. Uh, it's the fastest growing digital bank in the world. Now, it's Singapore. It's, a, it's a, obviously real, real, yeah. If we could do the same thing in China or in India, we'd really be in the money. And the UK? Or, or the US. No, the UK, I think, is pretty thoroughly banked. Uh, and starting with the banks that you mentioned, uh, banks like Monzo, which are excellent, in addition to excellent local banks. And we don't have a retail presence in the UK. But, uh, but we do have a Watch banking space. license. We do have a banking license. What could you do if your data was working for you and not against you? With Bloomberg delivering enterprise data directly to your systems, you get easy access to the details you want, optimized for higher level analysis, and financial data experts committed to helping you maximize your every move. Our data is made for more, so you can show the world what you're made of. Visit Bloomberg.com enterprise data to learn more.